Hello, and welcome to the Stethoscope Issue Bonus Edition. My name is Andrew. And I'm Betsy. Today, we have another topic that I love. What is that topic tonight? I just wanted you to talk really quickly about um, shoe selection. I'm sorry. Did you tell me to talk quickly about shoe selection? Is it supposed to be a quick bonus episode? Oh, a quick bonus episode. So yes. You have two minutes. I'm setting Two timer. minutes. Oh, my goodness. So, to clarify this... This is a topic that is actually fairly near and dear to my heart. I worked as an athletic trainer for Washington State University for two years doing track and field. So I was responsible for all of the long-distance runners, their foot health, and shoe fit and shoe style very much are heavily involved with that. Yep. I covered this topic during my athletic training elective, which we just talked about in a previous episode of the stethoscope issue, and I think I took... 30 minutes to cover this topic in the class. So this can be a very in-depth dive. Right. But I'll try to keep it simple. So I pretty much just want to ask, well, my understanding of of the topic is limited to running shoes. Mm-hmm. I know you've helped me um, a lot in, in picking running shoes for me. Um, is Does the same, do you have to take the same things into consideration for like basketball shoes and and football and stuff like that? You really do need to consider some of the same things for basketball and football because you're still running. Right. However, those shoes are a little bit different and they're structured differently so that you don't have the same nuances as you do for a running shoe. They're not as specific. Right. Okay. And I think that's specifically because you're not running mile upon mile upon mile. Right. Whereas with running shoes and distance running, even even non-distance running, yeah, you have specific mechanics of the foot and ankle and knee and hip that need to be accommodated for so that you don't end up with lots of injuries. Right. So is it is it that like football and, and like volleyball and basketball, mm-hmm. that's more of a stability shoe because you're yeah. doing all sorts of like, your foot is basically like joysticking around in that shoe mm-hmm. going all sorts of directions, yeah. whereas a running shoe, spe- specifically track, yeah. because you're just going essentially in a straight line you're doing the same movement again and again and again and again it's not so mm-hmm. much stability it's more biomechanics specific support yeah. for very okay yeah. yeah so to summarize you have three basic foot types if you are helping somebody pick out shoes the best thing to do is to actually look at their foot from the front and look at it from the rear and they should be about shoulder width apart weight evenly distributed and you've got to look at what their arch is doing. So everybody knows about the arch of the foot. It's that curved part of the inside of the foot. And if that is flat, where the middle part of the foot is resting on the ground, that's a flat foot called a pronator. They need a certain type of shoe. You have most people who are average. They have a little bit of an arch, but it's not super high. And then you have, and that's sort of normal. And then you have people who have a, an arch that's really, really tall kind of almost shaped like a C. And those folks need also a very specific type of shoe. The folks in the middle can kind of get away with a lot of different types of shoes. Mm-hmm. But the, either the low arch folks, the pronators, or the high arch folks, also known as supinators, they need really specific kinds of shoes. The first thing to look at for a shoe is what's called the last of the shoe. And the last of the shoe, it's spelled L-A-S-T, should match the kind of foot that they have. What is the last? The last is when you look at the bottom of the shoe, Mm -hmm. 
you kind of look at the outside edge. If that's completely straight, like okay. an arrow, that's a straight-lasted shoe. Okay. Okay. The middle of the shoe is always curved a little bit, and so you really can't judge your last based off of that. Technically, a last is actually the cotton part of the shoe that's sewn to the sole, so you have to remove the insole to look at what truly the last looks like, but nobody's going to do that. So okay. look at the outside of the shoe, and if the outside of, of the bottom of the shoe is straight, that's usually a straight-lasted shoe. Okay. okay. So for somebody who has a flat foot, you need a straight-lasted shoe. For somebody who has a normal arch, you need a semi-curved lasted shoe. And so what that looks like is, if you look at the bottom of the shoe again, the outside of the shoe ought to have a little curvature to it. Okay. okay? Sorry. I just grabbed my running shoe to have a visual example for myself as we're talking about this. Yeah. So the outside, the last of the shoe, the outside of the shoe should be not curved, you said. If it's a, yeah, if you want to. If it's a straight lasted shoe. If it's a shoe. pronator, if you have a flat foot, you want a straight lasted shoe. Should okay. not be curved on the outside of the shoe. So mine is curved. Yep. Okay. And and looking at it, is it curved? Is this the curve, the in at the arch part, the curve? No. Or is the, the overall the ball of the. The overall shape of the shoe. Overall shape of the shoe. Okay. Yeah. Now see, I remember when you first mm -hmm. explained this to me, we were actually looking more at that that dominant line that goes down mm -hmm. essentially from like maybe the middle toe to the heel, yeah. that line of the shoe. And that's what I, I never, I don't remember it being the outside of the shoe. So. Well, we're breaking this down for an audio podcast without visuals. So I'm right. Just, I'm, I'm just, okay. That's, that's <laughs> fine. Maybe I'll take a picture of my shoe and include it in the Instagram. That'd be great. Just to show people. There you go. So this would be a semi-curved lasted shoe. Okay. Because your arch is, is sort of neutral. You're a pronator mm -hmm. more than you are a supinator. Right. But your arch is mostly neutral. So a semi-curved last or a straight-lasted shoe works best for you. Right. And I want to check this idea that I have. Um, when we have gone shoe shopping for me before, you have completely mixed certain brands. Yeah. Because they do not have the last that I require. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Um, they, they don't have the last, but, but a lot of shoes, especially certain brands, are just not built as well as other brands. Okay. And the reason I bring this up is because you will, you'll have kids start a new sport and they'll be like, geez, I don't know what shoe do I get? And the person next to them will say, well, you should wear these. You should, you should totally wear these maple shoes because they, they like, I wear them. My sister wears them. Mm -hmm. We love them. They're great. All the, all the yeah. elite runners wear them. It's like, yeah. we'll actually know that like you haven't looked at that person's foot. You right. have no idea what kind of a runner they are. Right. That the maple shoes may actually be made for severe supinators, and you actually this person is actually a pronator and mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. Yeah. So so the, the the like I mentioned at the very beginning, the first thing to do is look at the person's foot, and that's right. how you'll know which shoe they should wear. It doesn't matter necessarily what brand that you, that they pick, as long as the shoe fits their foot, they'll probably do a lot better than if you just say, "Oh, I love Nikes, and these are my favorite. These fit well, right. or they feel comfy." Mm -hmm. I'm going to wear these. Right. What's comical is pulling out somebody's running shoe that is, uh, I'm going to use brand names not to not to, to trash any of them, but, but they could be a Nike or an Adidas or an Asics or whatever, and they're, they're soft like a slipper. Yeah. And I pull that shoe out and I fold it in half because there's no support in that shoe whatsoever, 
and I say, okay, you're going to take this and you're going to run eight miles with this shoe. Mm-hmm. Just, just come see me right now and, and we'll deal with this. We'll just take you out of the lineup because you're going to end up with tendinitis and, and, and plantar fasciitis and all sorts of problems right now. There's no, don't run in this shoe because it's just going to hurt you. And that can be, the softness of that shoe can be for a variety of reasons. It can be either the initial build of the shoe. Mm-hmm. It can be because you bought the shoe off of a clearance rack a year after it was made and the materials have already started to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. I know that yep. one of our coaches is very adamant about buying this year's <laughs> shoe. Yes. And yep. this is, I mean, this is even a thing on Amazon. And yeah. I, I fudge this a little bit, like you can tell. So ASICs are what worked for me. I get, this is the GT1000. This is the 9 and they have the GT one thousand eight seven six five four three, and and they've they've mm-hmm. added a number each year. Yep. And so you know that if you're looking and you go to the ASICs website and they are currently marketing the the GT one thousand nine, and you're on Amazon and you're looking at a GT one thousand six that has a good price, that's because it is probably a number of years yep. old, and you don't actually want that shoe, even if it's a good price, right. because the materials are so deteriorated right. by that point that they're not going to be beneficial. Right. That's very correct. The den- the high density foam that makes up the sole of a shoe deteriorates while it sits on the shelf, whether or not it's exposed to light or moisture or anything. It just breaks down over time. And so I would say this, I'm okay with buying a shoe that's a couple of seasons old, mm-hmm. but it means that you have to replace it more often. Okay. Okay. And, and that is to say, if you grab a shoe and you say, you know, this is the one I can afford right now. It's got a, it's got the right fit for my foot. Mm-hmm. It has a really good heel counter. That's basically when you grab the heel of the shoe and you grab the front of the shoe and you try to twist it, is it rigid enough? And it's got a good toe box bend so that you take the heel of the shoe and you push the toe of the shoe into your other hand. If it bends at the toe box where your foot actually bends that's a good thing. If yes. it bends in the middle of the shoe, that's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you look at the shoe, you say, it fits my foot, it's got a good heel counter, it's got a good toe box bend, but it's two years old, but I can afford it. I would say go with that shoe for sure over a newer shoe that doesn't quite sure. fit your foot yeah. or is too rigid for what you need or what have you. Mm-hmm. It is far better to do that and just plan on replacing it more frequently. Now, yeah. How often should you replace your shoes? So I actually love, in some of my running tracker apps, I don't remember, I use so many of them, like I I think it's RunKeeper, Um, you can actually put your shoe in. You can put in the brand, the model, all of that in there. And it will tell you how many miles Mm -hmm. you should run in that shoe. It's it's like with tires, right? Mm -hmm. Like how many miles a tire is rated for. Yep. and so I think it's RunKeeper will actually track how many miles you put on your running shoe, assuming that you only wear the shoe while you're running and you keep track of all of your runs on there and you can tell the app which shoe you're running in that day. Um, it, and it will let you know yep. if you're at the 200 mile mark and, the 50, and 250 is coming up soon, it will let you know, hey, time to start thinking about replacing your shoes. Right. And I've put in probably in the... I think I've been running again for five or six years. I've probably put in five or six different pairs of running shoes. And each one has had a different mileage rating. Mm-hmm. Like some are 200 miles, some are 250, some are 300. And I love that that app 
keep track of that. Yeah. Sorry. This is not a paid sponsorship or <laughs> anything like that. So the, the long and short of it is that you should be looking to replace your shoes about every 250 to 300 miles. Yeah. And so, and that's not something that a lot of, especially a lot of kids really wrap their minds around. They think, oh, I've got brand new shoes. And we're now week 10 into track season. And they're like, man, my feet are really starting to hurt. They come see me and I ask them when they've got their shoes. And they say, well, they're brand new. Wait, when did you get them? Oh, I got them in the beginning of track season. Mm -hmm. And they've been doing 35 miles a week Mm -hmm. for 10 straight weeks. Those shoes gave up about 50 miles ago. Yeah. And now they're basically running on the on you know without without shoes on. Yeah, on balloons. So so that's the thing to, to keep in mind that it's gotta it's gotta be new enough. It's gotta fit your foot. Uh, it's gotta have the right rigidity, the right bends. And the other thing I met, we mentioned flat foot. We mentioned sort of semi curved lasted shoes for a neutral arch. And the third one I mentioned is a supinator. The supinator needs to have what's called a curved last shoe where you look at the bottom of the shoe and it's actually fairly curved. You could actually pronounceably see that that shoe's got a curve to it when you look at the bottom of the shoe. Yeah. And that's a curved last shoe. That's what you need for a supinator mm-hmm. or a, a person with a high arch. So, shoes. It's a it's a great topic. We could We could go into it in very great detail. The best thing to do is go out, grab a shoe off the shelf, Run it through those couple of tests where you grab it at the front of the shoe, grab it at the back of the shoe, and twist it. If you can turn it all the way upside down, it's not a good shoe for running in. Mm-hmm. It might feel comfortable as all get out, and you could wear it around the house on a Saturday, but not good for Don't run team. in it. Yeah. Don't run in it. Don't place, don't place basketball in it. It's just not a good plan for the longevity of your foot. If somebody is local and, and happens to have you as their provider... Mm-hmm. Would this be an awesome thing for them to come in and check with you on? Yeah, before it, they start the season, it, it really would be. And what's great is that I've actually worked with uh, with one of my partners, Doctor Rod Story. We we both went to the same foot and ankle continuing education course this week or this year, <laughs> and and actually this was this was something that yeah. they covered in that. So if you have a good physical therapist that you know, if you know a good athletic trainer, um, if you're primary care provider has been to a foot and ankle clinic and really can address those things like like Dr. Story and I can, it, it, it's great to just check in, have them check your shoes, and make sure it's the right thing for you. Yeah, or even check your feet before yeah. you go shopping. Yeah. It'd be awesome. And, and Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, to, to give you an idea and, like, yeah, that'd be super helpful. And I, I know a lot of people will say just go to a good, you know, shoe store yeah. Running shoe store. Yeah, there used to be a great shoe store in Spokane that had staff that was well-educated. But, but when we went, it was sadly not the case. Not the case, and they closed. Oh, did they really? Yeah, they're no longer open. So, Could be why. So it's hard to find somebody who knows and has been educated in shoe fitting mm-hmm. uh, to really guide you. But if you if you have questions, I'd be glad to, to talk it through with you. Yeah. I would love to look at your feet, oddly. <laughs> like, I would love to look at your feet, figure out what's the best shoe for you so that we don't have big problems down the road. And again, these these things, these kind of injuries are things that can turn people off from, from activity yeah. forever. Yeah. You might get a really bad injury because you decided that you were going to go run, but you had just terrible shoes and you ended up with horrible shin splints. And you said, man, I'm never doing that again. Yeah. As, as hard as it is to say... And to convince people of this, do not say, 
hey, I think I want to start running again. Let me just try it out before I spend the 90 bucks to like see mm-hmm. if I really want to do it. Because especially if you are older, especially if you are no longer in high school, and you throw on your three or four year old uh-huh. pair of shoes that you've been mowing the lawn in for yeah. three or four years and you go out for a run, ouch. Yeah. Let me tell you. Sure. It's just gonna hurt. Especially if you think that you will love it again. If you if you want to actually give this a go, invest in a good pair of shoes, get evaluated, find a pair that will fit you well. And you know, sometimes I mean it's like buying a gym membership. If you spend the money for the month of the gym membership, then you got to go for at least that yeah. month, right? You yeah. got to try it. Spend the money on the good shoes so that you can give the idea of running a fighting chance and go try it. And you'll have a much better likelihood of doing it successfully, of going for a run and and having the only things that you have to fight is your own mental blocks instead of the pain in your in your legs and your feet. Yep. That's, you know, outside of the normal. Right. Everything hurts because you just started running again. <laughs> yeah. Now, I'm not a runner. And so I can say, you know, if I go for a run, I'm just not, I'm just going to say, you know, that I didn't enjoy that. So I'm not going to do it. But there are people who are crazy who like to run long distances. Mm-hmm. And, and really, for those folks, if you enjoy it, but you're hampered by injury after injury, it does become really burdensome. And really discouraging. So Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah. All right. Well, All right. thanks so much. I think that's yeah. super helpful, and hopefully that will be useful to some people. Excellent. Well, good night, y'all. Bye.